Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian, and these are Curious Conversations. Well, today we're going to continue on, and today we're going to talk about the knowledge of God. Uh, The reason why is because it is my understanding, my conviction, and my uh, stance that agnostics are worse than atheists. Agnostics are worse than atheists. Uh, Not in the sense of somebody actually not knowing, but the argument is worse. So if you talk to an atheist, they look at they'll look at the same evidence as you and say that they don't agree that it um, points to God. They're an honest unbeliever, uh, and they just don't care, which is not good. They're still going to go to hell, but at least it's honest. They're honestly going to hell. Um, a person who is a is agnostic says that they don't believe because they don't think that there's enough evidence to prove that there's God. Or they don't see the evidence. Or, you know, oh, they try to, like, pull the victim card that God has neglected them or something. That they've been a neglected child and their father in heaven has not uh, properly provided the uh, prerequisite uh, pile in order for them to believe. Uh, And then they'll say, you know, that they think that that's a virtuous thing. And then I'll often say to them, so what you're saying is God's a liar. Because in Romans 1, uh, 17, it says that uh, that the heavens declare that all of creation shines forth the glory of God. So as an evidence of the existence of God, uh, that it that the visible creation points to the invisible God, and you're saying that Romans is wrong, so at least without saying it, so you're saying that God's a liar, and you're too proud to see that you're calling God a liar. You think you know better than God. At least an atheist will be like, yeah, well, I think that's wrong. An agnostic person. Uh, tries to be sly as a serpent and they've actually deceived themselves Uh, they don't give room for uh, the debate the uh, the atheist believes that that there is room for debate they're willing to have the debate and they believe that whoever loses the debate should admit real moral defeat you can grab that an agnostic is a squishy, you know, ball of blah. You can't have, ever do anything with it. Uh, so today, I want to illustrate, this isn't just my idea. This isn't just uh, a cool little uh, tag on that I like to do as somebody here in uh, 2020, at the, back in 2020. Uh, it may be 2021 by the time you hear this, uh, but it's not something that I do. Uh, 500 years ago, this was the same stance that uh, Christians, and obviously before this, had too. So it says here, 
about the knowledge of God. Moreover, we know God by two means. I would argue three, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, moreover, we know by um, that God by two means. First, by cre the creation, uh, preservation, and government of the whole this whole world. So we know God by that mean. It says, um, for it is before our eyes, it is before our eyes as a most beautiful book in which all creatures from the least to the greatest are as certain letters and marks through which the invisible things of God can be examined and understood. Certainly his eternal power and his divinity as the apostle paul says in romans 120 sorry it was romans 120 not uh romans 117 uh, this knowledge is sufficient for convicting any given people and render render them inexcusable so you hear that agnostics you are it is you have no excuse you don't have the ignorant card you don't get to say that you that there's not sufficient evidence you can if you say it then what you are declaring is what the serpent declared in the garden has God really said you are speaking the language of your father to yourself and you have deceived yourself but he and so it carries on but he also bears his very self to us much more clearly and openly in his holy and divine word. Indeed, as much as is expedient in this life for his glory and for the salvation of his own people. You can see this in Psalm 19, Ephesians 4, 6, and 2 Corinthians 2, 6. You can also see it in 2 Timothy 3.16. There's plenty of verses for it, but they just give three right there. So, for the unbeliever who uh, does not believe, uh, who is critical of God's word, they're still without excuse. For one, you shouldn't be critical of God's word to the extent that you're... Uh, un that you keep yourself in the dark and you should also not say well since I'm in just dealing with creation looking at the stars looking at you know astronomy looking at geology biology things like that uh, that's a book too right God's spoken there too God continues to speak there too which leaves you still without excuse now if somebody who has read uh, somebody who has read his word is has even less excuse and we have less excuse now that we are 2020 years downstream of the incarnation we have even less excuse because we are uh, 1900 and uh, I think it's like 1990 uh, years downstream of his crucifixion right uh, and resurrection and ascension uh, we have less excuse today than than an unbeliever would have had uh, let's say uh, 2030 years ago we have less excuse now we have no excuse now 
uh, the the days of ignorance have passed, as it says in the book of Acts. I think it's Paul who says that um, to the uh, to the Athenians, so to the Greeks, to the Gentiles, to us. Unless there's Jews listening, then hi, shalom. Uh, but he's speaking to the Greeks, and he says, uh, now he declares that everybody everywhere repent and believe on the Son of God. Repent and be baptized. Um, if you, I'm, I'm reading through a book called uh, The Problem of Suffering by uh, C.S. Lewis. Right. And he goes at great lengths to discuss how uh, Christianity is not the answer to the political, not political, but the philosophical questions as far as, uh, you know, uh, if you read philosophers, they discuss the gods and whatnot and how it fits with creation. Uh, Christianity adds variables to the equation that we have to then solve. So philosophers only had creation, right? Which is a beautiful book. Um, and you can gain a lot about the invisible things of God, the powerful things of God by the creation. As Christians acknowledge, as Romans one twenty acknowledges, and the philosopher, ancient philosophers recognized that they were without excuse, that they needed to understand who this God was, and they did the best they could. At least they did what they believed was the best they could. Uh, then, as, as God was revealing himself, those who had God's revelation, the Jews and, uh, and believing Gentiles, uh, they had less excuse because now they have revelation from God and now they have to, that's more information. That's not, necessar- that's not an answer to the question. That is more information for the question. It changes the answer. One plus one equals two, but when you add another one, now it equals three. So that means that the Greek philosophers are now wrong, but that's because they didn't have all the information. And the inc- as more revelation comes out, the answers uh, will begin to change. The philosophers have to go back to the drawing board. Uh, then the incarnation happens, and now you, that's another variable. Now you have to add that to the equation. Then the crucifixion happened. Now you have to add that to the equation. Then the resurrection happened. Now you have to add that to the equation. Uh, the Lord Jesus claimed that he was God. Now you have to add that to the equation of how can God um, be incarnate? How does that happen? Uh, all these things are important to understand. These are things that we will get into uh, during the coming weeks. Uh, but these are things that you can try to figure out on your own. You need to think about them and don't take them for granted. Uh, these are... Uh, I was talking with somebody on Parlor today that they said that I don't have critical thinking. I made the joke that I try not to use my critical thinking on things that aren't critical. He didn't like that so much, but that's fine. Uh, but this stuff is critical. Understanding who God is, understanding what God does, is important and is uh, critical to understanding everything. 
seeing as God, how God is the creator and sustainer and governor of all things. Well, I'm going to stop it here uh, for today, uh, but if you want uh, to talk to me about anything, by all means, you can email me at ZacharyCamine at Yahoo.com. Uh, just make sure you put in the subject heading uh, podcast or uh, curious conversations or a curious question, and I will be swift to answer. Uh, also, you can follow me on Parley. Uh, you can just look up uh, Zachary Kamine. I will be on there. That's really the only uh, social media platform I'm using right now just because everything else is dramatic and I don't feel like dealing with drama right now. Uh, if you have any uh, suggestions, by all means, let me know. If there's anything that you wish I would touch on, you got uh, a curiosity that needs to be uh, cured, then by all means, uh, uh, email me with that suggestion, and I will be sure to uh, bring it up either on a podcast or I might make a whole podcast devoted to uh, that curiosity of yours. Uh, take care, guys. Uh, God bless. And as always, drink your coffee and come to Jesus. Bye.